Hey folks, welcome back. Scott and I are back with another great topic this week. This one's a really good one because we're talking about reasons to not use a dog trainer and when it's time to call in a dog trainer. So the thing about, um, you know, training a dog and dog training is, you know, most people, when you think of a dog trainer, what do you do if you want a dog trainer? Scott, wait, back up. Did you ever hire a dog trainer for Archie? Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, so let's, I'm going to have you answer the question. So I just want to, before I answer them, so what, what was your process when you started to look for a dog trainer? What was the first thing you did? Uh, we thought about, like, what is the challenge in front of us? Like, are we able to figure it out? Uh, are, okay. are, can we even see any sort of results? Um, and then when we started to look for a dog trainer, because we didn't get results, and we're like, this is not working mm -hmm. at all. Um, mm -hmm. We basically had to decide what type of dog trainer we're looking for. Uh, you know, there's very dominant, strict dog trainers, there's more science, positive reinforcement dog trainers. What, yep. you know, there's ship the dog off and they ship the dog back and apparently <laughs> dog trainers. So that's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah so. Um, so we just figured out what, what do we want to have then result be? Yeah. Like your goals. We, yeah. What are our goals? How do we, you know, how do we want to sort of have solve the situation or the challenge? And, yep. and actually work with Archie, my dog, uh, moving forward type of thing. So do we want to have a very strict relationship? Do we want to have a yep. friendly relationship where it's all kind of what what fits the nature of our current relationship with Archie? Yeah, because yeah. there's so many different routes you can go depending on what you need, you know. And so um, I wanted to talk about when to bring in a dog trainer and some of the things you guys can do by yourselves. Because ideally what people do is like, you know, you get a dog, you try some things by yourself, and then, you know, either it works out or there may be a few things that are working and aren't working. But, you know, sometimes you might try to, you know, push through and then other times, that, you know, you might need to call in a dog trainer, like Scott said. But there's so many different things you have to take into consideration when you um, think about calling a dog trainer, when to call a dog trainer. So first, I want to talk to you about the consequences of doing the training yourself. So there's nothing wrong with training your dog um, yourself, but the potential consequence to that is you losing time that could be used. Um, so if it's put it this way, if it's a behavior that ideally would need a trainer's help, then it's kind of like, you know, you're losing time by doing it yourself. But of course, if you're not a trainer like myself, you wouldn't know that. You would do just like what Scott did or any other person did and just try it yourself until you realize like, wait, I may need help. So there are some things that need to be done by a trainer, but you doing yourself from a giddy up, you can lose time. So you may want to think to yourself, um, if you are getting a dog, like, do I want to go ahead and jumpstart it myself and see how it works? Or do I want to get a trainer to start me off right so I won't have to go into these problem behaviors? So ideally, you know, I love it when clients call me and say, hey, I'm getting a dog in a few weeks. What do I do? And I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. I'll come out before the dog comes. I'll come when the dog comes. So, you know, ideally having a trainer on board will help um, smooth the process along, but there are a little drawbacks to if you want to do it yourself. And then, you know, you're fumbling around, Googling, watching YouTube videos and trying to piece stuff together when a trainer like myself could devise a plan so you guys can kind of work through that. Um, so talking about trainers like myself, there are different types of trainers out there. Um, there are positive reinforcement trainers, which means you use uh, a lot of praises and treats. Um, there are trainers who use electric collar trainers. Um, there's trainers who may use some sort of like punishment as, as a form of training. So when you um, look for a trainer and think about 
doing it yourself or looking to um to find a trainer, you want to think like Scott said, do you want to build a relationship with your dog? Do you want to use the e-collar trainer? There are ups and downs of um, those type of trainers, but that's a whole nother segment. Uh, we're talking about when to call a trainer. Um, just to get into, uh, before I talk about when to call a trainer versus doing it yourself, I want to talk about what actually a trainer does. Um, yeah, there's different types of trainings, um, trainers that use different styles, but it's very um different cases where um, there's different things that trainers do. So I'm just going to go through and like, so if you call on a trainer. So one thing that a trainer does um, is basically behavioral things. Like um, um, if there's dogs barking in the house, um, potty training, um, think, jumping on, you know, guests and stuff. So if you have those issues, um, you can call a trainer for things like that. But it's also something that you could do on your own as well. But again, if you want structure behind it, you don't want to fumble around, then, you know, you can call in a trainer. Um, another thing a trainer could do is obedience training. So a dog learning sits come, um, and a come command um, to keep them out of dangerous and tricky situations. So can come in and do some basic obedience training. And that's ideally one that most people will try to do on their own because it's pretty um, straightforward. It's only when, you know, it gets into the more advanced behaviors, working with your dog outside. Most people start in the house, but a lot of times out here, like, hey, you know, you know, I, you know, my dog doesn't behave well outside. In that case, you may want to call in a trainer as well when the behaviors get a little more advanced and you need some structure behind it. Um, trainers can also help you with agility training. Um, it takes your um, basic obedience, everything to another um, level. Um, agility is basically like a dog sport, um, an obstacle course with jumping and stuff. Archie did agility too, right? Yeah, he's currently doing it, yeah. Exactly. And do you do basic obedience before agility? Yeah, so he did like basic obedience, and then the trainer we were working with at the time, she had like three or four levels of obedience, mm -hmm. and so moving into different environments and all that sort of thing. So we just we liked doing the training parts. So we just did all the different levels, and then after there wasn't really any obedience left, we moved yep. to agility type of thing. Yeah, and that's how agility works: is that once obedience stops, you move on to agility. Did now did someone tell you about agility, like recommend it, or is that something you had in your mind? Like I, I need him to do this. No, someone recommended it and we had mentioned, heard about it a couple of times and they're like, okay, look into this. We're kind of done with obedience because we've gone through the levels and we were just searching for something else to get them engaged with, right? Because it is mentally challenging physically and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And ideally, we'll do a whole nother live on that, but ideally things like agility, nose work and things like that, that's beyond basic obedience. And so a lot of time folks don't know about that too. But if you work with a trainer, they can give you the recommendations like, hey, we did, you did basic obedience, let's move to this level, like agility, nose work or, you know, stuff like that. Um, also, a, a trainer can help you, um, again, with um, um, dogs who are meant to herd, like dogs who herd things, dogs who hunt or rescue work. Um, they can go through like vocational training, like service dog training, things like that, or emotional support or therapy dogs. So if you have a dog that wants to go on that path, trainers can help you do um, that as well. Um, so those are like the four things that trainers can do. But now let's talk about what everyone's been waiting for. Um, when do you call in a trainer, okay? So of course, um, if you're going to get started with anything, try 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 yourself, whether it's house training, um, obedience training, and things like that. But you want to call in a training, of course, like we talked about before. If you're a first-time dog owner and you've never lived with a dog before, um, or in um, 
you have to teach uh, we have to teach you all about this whole new doggy lifestyle again like i said you want to get ahead of things and so calling in a trainer if you have absolutely no clue what's going on instead of googling or asking a friend calling a trainer like myself to devise a structured plan to get you off to a right start so when your dog comes they can get you right on that track um, also, um, even if you have a dog, reminders for experienced dog owners that um, sometimes you may need some individual help. Um, one reminder I want to tell folks is that even though you may own the dog sometimes, it may be in between years, or you may get a second dog back to back, every dog has their unique personality. It may require different training. A lot of times I hear it's like, oh, I owned you know, a dog 15 years ago. It was nothing like this. Or I had the same breed dog. I got it, you know, 15 years ago. I thought it was going to be the same. It's not. Every dog's different, just like each person is different. And so that dog may require additional training. Um, and you may have to do training classes and help build a bond with that new dog. But um, ideally, a trainer can help you with that as well. Um, the next thing, puppies. Puppies need training. Puppies know nothing, okay? Um, so a puppy isn't gonna raise themselves. And the biggest problem people have with puppies is the house training, the biting, the nipping, and things like that. Um, they just don't know what to do. And so um, get, you, get yourself off to a right track, especially with puppies, because it can be tricky. They definitely have their own personality um, on top of all those unwanted puppy behaviors. But if you have a trainer come in, or you can take a basic obedience class, um, they can definitely get your puppy off to a right start inside to curb some of those behaviors as well. Um, the next thing that I also talk about when I talk to my clients is the teenage years, the teenage hard behaviors. Um, teenagers are juveniles. They start to exhibit those bad behaviors around seven months where sometimes they may start to be amazing. Even if you do training with them, um, you're like, wow, they've done great with training. They'll be great from like, Four or five, six months, around seven months, they started to act out. And then from one to three years old, they turn into those horrible teenagers. Um, and so unfortunately, not unfortunately, but during that time, um, that's when a lot of folks, either if they were training with before, they will reach back out, or that's ideally a time that you want to reach out to a trainer as well um, to kind of help curb some of those behaviors. They may do some part again. Um, they start to build a little bit more confidence and start to test things out. They may start to like escape from the yard. So there's a lot of things that come along with them being a teenager. So if you have a trainer come in, we can talk to you about those things, start to change some of those behaviors that are happening now, and then help you manage those behaviors that are coming soon. And I encourage those puppy owners, if you are working with a trainer like myself, one of the things I like to do um, with the training is um, if I have a client that calls me, the puppies are three or four years old, I have a program that gets you right through those teenage years. So sometimes, ideally, instead of working with a trainer just for the puppy stage, you might want to consider working with a trainer throughout the whole um, process just to get you throughout that time. So keep that in mind. Um, also, again, just to prevent problems, you want to... Um, call in a trainer. I tell folks, you don't want to wait till it's going to happen. Um, all about prevention. So the more that you can get them in to change behavior, you have to remember the more dogs get to practice behavior, the harder it's going to be um, to change. So if you can call a, a trainer in ahead of time, that's going to be ideal. When you call the trainer in for Archie, was it in the beginning? Was it in the middle? Where, where were you? Uh, for like when we did obedience and everything that was in the beginning, we knew because we knew he's going to be a healthy sized dog. We need to get, uh, things under control and sort him out. Uh, mm -hmm. later on, we, it was more just, uh, develop, he developed reactivity. So, um, at that, at a certain point, um, because my mom, my mom was walking him at times, we knew we need to get some, 
advanced training done. So we, she took a class mm -hmm. with him and then we use the techniques that she learned as well with, for about, I think it was a six or seven week course and yep. just reactivity training, how to work with them, positive reinforcement uh, techniques and that sort of thing. And we've can, the techniques they learned in the class we've carried on for the last few years. And so, uh, but one of those things is where we mm -hmm. tried to, we tried to manage it and then it just hit a certain point. We're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, not exactly. Out, so we need to exactly. Yeah, and so that's just what happened. She tried a few things, calling the trainer, and you guys have to remember once you once training, once you, you start the training, it's kind of an ongoing thing. So once the trainer stops or the classes stop or whatever training you thought you want to keep on going. So another time you want to call on the trainer is aggression. Aggression um, is pretty. Um, that's something that's not going to go away on its own. That's a whole nother live we probably do. Um, things that won't go away that you probably need to um, get training for. So aggression just means that um, a dog, um, um, you, you don't want to wait till a dog bites someone. So if they're lunging at people, barking, or if they're fearful, if you have a fearful dog, um, or if they're afraid to meet people or strangers, that's the time you want to call in a trainer. And you may, may even have to call in um, an expert like a behaviorist that can do a little bit more, like if your dog needs some type of medication. But ideally, you can, if you, you're like, oh, I don't know what to call behaviorist, don't worry about that. Call a trainer first if that's what you know, and then they can give you the recommendations as if you want to call, if they need, if you need to take it a step further with getting the um, uh, behaviorist, okay? And so um, those are the one, those are the situations where you want to call in a trainer. And also um, there are some like do's and don'ts with training. There's not really any don'ts. Um, there, like I said, there are like some positives to positive reinforcement training and different styles, but um, there are different types of training. So you can have a trainer that use uh, positive reinforcement You can uh, lure an award system where they'll lure the dog with the treat and reward them. Um, there's marker training where um, the trainer use a clicker um, where that's um, more so um, letting your dog know when they're getting stuff right, but it's more for precision. Um, also, like I said, there's training where dogs learn by consequences. Dogs learn that way too. So there's training behind that. But ideally, you want to know what trainer is right for you. Um, ideally, what most people do is you get on Google type what is supposed to dog trainer near me, which is not a bad thing. And so you just want to make sure when you're looking for a trainer and you're trying to find a trainer, of course, you can go to Google, start looking at the reviews, talk to your local vet, talk to your friends and family, because if they work with a trainer, they give good recommendations. That's ideally a good place to start. And then um, once you uh, get into, you know, once you find the trainer you want, there's a bunch of questions you can ask them. That's a whole nother segment too, but uh, just a few of them you can ask. Um, so you can ask them how long they've been training. Um, you can ask them what kind of training equipment they use and just, and, you know, talk to them more about your goals and stuff and tell them what your needs are and then see what they say and they can kind of devise something for you. But um, with that being said, those are the times you want to call on a trainer. Those are the type of trainers you want to look for. Um, I hope you guys have gained some valuable tips of when not to use a trainer and what you can do on your own. Scott, did you gain any valuable yeah, tips yeah. No, to yeah. do on your own? <laughs> No, no, it's good. Yeah. It good. You know, we definitely want to know like yeah. certain things you can, you don't need a trainer for, but other things you want to, you know, make sure you're getting ahead of things, right? Like you, you Absolutely. know, reactivity and that sort of thing. Once you start to see it, you don't want to take that chance, right? Like if you, you know, want to yeah. run into a bad situation, if your dog takes it up the next level before you get training or training health, um, mm -hmm. 
and it's just like you know it's one of those things we we don't know what we don't know right so uh, exactly exactly so talk to someone who knows yeah at least to have a conversation (laughs) start the conversation and see yeah maybe there is better better training that you can get help with most times i mean you got to remember dog trainers work with tons of dogs you have a sample size of what your dog but they have Mm -hmm. as many dogs they work with they've sort of tested and tried things and they know what works so you don't have yep. to test things on your dog for a couple of years to figure out what works. You can work with the trainer and, and exactly quickly, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty much it. But yeah, it's been really yeah. good. Yeah, really great. Yeah. for sure. So, if, you know, if you guys have questions or things, feel free to reach out and contact me. I'm really open to you know answering questions. Or if you want to book um, with a trainer like myself, and you want to um, speak to me about your goals and your dogs or things like that, you can reach me at downforpaws.com, Facebook, Instagram. You can hop in the de- um, direct messages and stuff and message me as well. Scott, do you have anything to piggyback yeah. off of? Or, yeah. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, and. Uh, any questions you have about any of this, feel free to leave in the comments and we'll get back to it as soon as we can. Um, but yeah. otherwise, that's all we got for today. Hope yeah. everyone have a great week and we will see you guys uh, next week. Next week. All right. Time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all guys. Right. Bye. Bye.